We welcome you to another edition of Your Health New Hampshire here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, or AHEC, as we call it. And we found out a couple of episodes ago what the heck AHEC is and will continue to be. And uh, so glad to have uh, some uh, great guests in the studio today. Uh, Jody Harper has Hi. has returned from <laughs> yes. the high seas. Yes, back from vacation. It, it back is to the uh, snow. great to have you with us, Jody. We missed you last time. The Thank associate you. director at uh, AHEC, Natanga Jean Dadieu. Really nice. Thank Come you. Come on, how did I do? Better? Oh, you did, you did Better? great. Yep. I've been working on it for two weeks here. <laughs> Jean de Dieu. Jean de Dieu, yep. the uh, program coordinator. And uh, Jody, why don't you do us the honor of uh, introducing our, our guest in the studio today? Yeah, so today we are thrilled to have with us Maria Reyes, who is our Continuum of Care Coordinator for the Seacoast Public Health Network. And it's great to have you with us, uh, Maria. So uh, tell us a little bit how you became involved with uh, Southern New Hampshire uh, Area Health Education Center. Well, let's see. I started uh, with Seacoast Public Health Network and AHAC in 2015, and I've been with that facility for quite some time now. And um, I had the privilege of um, working with a great team, and um, I have been working in the 23 towns of Seacoast Public Health Network. And uh, so we have a pretty large area, and it's not just me. There's other people um, that also help out with all kinds of things, with youth, young adults, older adults. Mm -hmm. Very good. So today our focus is going to be on resiliency. Yes. yes. And I think in, in many regards we all have to be resilient uh, every once in a while right. in, in our lives. Uh, so uh, you're involved with resiliency training, mm -hmm. Maria, correct? Yes, that's correct. So uh, tell us a little bit about, first of all, how you define resiliency. Well, that's a good question. Um, how I define it is the, uh, the ability to bounce back and then not just bounce back, but to also thrive. So when we talked about resiliency, we want to make sure that we, you know, define what that is, especially when you're working with young people. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, one of the things that we, we stress is when sometimes when they have trouble coping and uh, we give them some tools and techniques of how to kind of rewind and, um, you know, to, to not take it so personal if somebody says something to you or... You know, we give them a whole lot of tips on how to to reduce your stress, in, mm -hmm. in essence. So it's it's not just bouncing back, but uh, as you said, thriving mm -hmm. as thriving. well. That's right. Yeah? Yes. Uh, it's not just, you know, having stress and knowing how to get rid of it. It's also the ability to, to thrive. And thriving means that, you know, you take something and you maybe you've had some hardships in that area. And then you uh, maybe you have some really good friends that can help you. It's really important to collaborate with other people so you don't think you're the only one going through whatever. So um, I think that's an important piece. Um, and to know that you can get through anything with the right tools. 
Yeah, absolutely so. And and Jody, why don't you tell us about how your, your partnership with uh, Maria and her organization began? Yes, yes. So the state actually is divided into 13 public health networks, correct, Maria? Mm-hmm. Yes. 13? Mm-hmm. So in New Hampshire, we don't have traditional health departments that are government run, except for in Manchester and Nashua. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that public health is health, and that's making sure that our populations can be healthy beyond what's happening in an exam room walls, how do we make sure that public health is a consideration and thought all throughout the state. So mm-hmm. um, the Seacoast Public Health Network used to have a different fiscal sponsor, and it was one of those strategic opportunities where because of AHEC and our commitment to public health and health education, Seacoast Public Health could come with us, and we could really kind of combine our efforts to do good throughout the community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you are the continuum of care. Yes, now, how, how do you define that? Well, I work with um, young people and people from a, across the lifespan, older adults as well. And so we, we look at early prevention, intervention. We look at, you know, um, coping mechanisms, um, you know, those kind of things that um, I'm looking at my notes really quick just to, to see. Um, we, we look at the different things like we work with uh, falls prevention. We work with older adults mm-hmm. to be careful when, you know, you could have a fall sure. and that could be detrimental. Yeah. Um, tick-borne illness, coastal studies. Uh-huh. We also work with young people with, uh, who have issues with uh, alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a big uh, issue in the Seacoast sure. Public Health and throughout yeah. the state of New Hampshire right. as yeah. well. As it has been for a while. Yes, that's true. So uh, lots of uh, ways that uh, you have to bounce back and, and be resilient, true, mm-hmm. Natanga? Yeah, that's uh, definitely true. And uh, we, we actually have been working with Maria for, you know, a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And she does, you know, do the same training, the resilience training to, uh, you know, Southern New Hampshire, AHAC. We are, you know, we run a community health worker training. So Maria does, you know, the same training for our community health workers mm-hmm. to, you know, talk about, you know, resiliency, uh, coping skills. And because, you know, community health workers, uh, these are the people that are working, you know, in the community and, uh, you know, more often, you know, do need, uh, you know, the training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do enjoy having Maria and, uh, you know, this is a great training that she has not only provided to, you know, our you know, um, you know older population, but also the younger population. So we... You know, Southern Hampshire AHAC, we also have another, you know, uh, younger, uh, you know, a program that we run for, you know, high school students who are interested in, you know, pursuing a career in health. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is a training that has also benefited, you know, some of the students that we worked with. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So this uh, program benefits uh, those of uh, virtually uh, all ages from high school on up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we love that it really has so much practical application for anybody who does this work. So it is something that you're able to take into your personal life, into Mm -hmm. your professional life. Um, For people that have chronic conditions, last time when we had Melissa here talking about our chronic disease self-management program, it can be hard to deal with every day having to think about your health and well-being. Mm -hmm. And so when you work with Maria and you're able able to learn some of this awareness and some of these tics, tips and tricks, it really mm-hmm. can help make a difference in how you're able to thrive and be well. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been involved in this field, uh, Maria? In public health, uh, let's see, I'm going on, I think, my eighth year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I did some public health when I, when I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, at the YWCA, we did a lot of, uh, you know, coping and working with, with people of all all ages, uh, different backgrounds, immigrants, refugees, you name it. 
And of course, uh, in recent years, we've had to deal with COVID. Oh yeah, and which has got to be very difficult to bounce back from and and be resilient in in many cases. So I would have to think that this service that you provide has been uh, of uh, particular importance over the last few years. Yes, um, I think the biggest stressor that we had since I've you know come to live here was the pandemic. That was a game changer, mm-hmm. and. It also, it was very stressful, but it was also incredible. We, I saw so many silver linings that came out of this that yeah. I never anticipated. So, and I think that was really important because it was, a, it was a way of showing people that, you know, you can get through this. I mean, we're, it's not just one person. It was universal. Everybody was affected, impacted sure. by the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, from there, I, I really zoomed in on the silver linings that came out. I mean, I was really stressed as well, and, but I had the woods in the backyard, so that was <laughs> how I de-stressed. And I got to do a lot of wildlife um, observations. And so that's what I used to get through the pandemic because I was fortunate to live right by the woods and saw an array of animals. And nice. I'm, a, I'm a nut when it comes to things like that. And so and then I introduced that to young adults and youth and older adults. And you pick something that they can relate to. Uh, for me, it was nature, but for them, they may have other interests. So that's what I was trying to get them to look outside, not just the pandemic and what was going on, but what are the positive things you can get out of this? Right. Accentuate the, the positive, right? That's right. And, and it also brought about, and we were talking a little bit about this, uh, Maria, be, before the show today, how that you're able to, to probably reach more people now than ever before with, with Zoom and all Absolutely. the other alternative programs there are on your computers. R- right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you get your message out probably to, to more people more often that Absolutely. Way. I yeah. think that's another blessing from the pandemic was that, you know, a lot of people were thirsty for some how to cope with stress. Yeah. So they were very eager. So, I mean, the timing couldn't be better, actually. I mean, I mean, it was pandemic was horrific, you know, for a lot of people. Sure. But also, I always try to get people to look at, okay, what's the other side of this? What's the yeah. positive side that came out of this? What's some of the coping th- skills that you learn? Yeah. Uh, so I think it was a, an incredible opportunity, um, and it was great. Yeah, virtually everyone was touched in some way by the pandemic. I mean, Absolutely. everybody knew someone or you know, many people in their lives who had mm-hmm. COVID. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, there were many deaths uh, yeah. during that, that period of time as well. And uh, that that's another thing that people have to be uh, able to, uh, you know, bounce back from and be resilient. And that's, that's right. what we're talking about here today on this edition of Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education. We have Maria here, we have Jody, we have Natanga, and uh, we will take a break and be back with more right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Stay with us. Welcome back. It is Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a show that focuses on wellness and health education right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. This is episode number three already. Where does the time go? It flies by when you're having fun, right? And we have uh, Natanga in studio. We have, uh, we have Jody. We have uh, Maria. And uh, Maria is our special guest. 
She is the uh, continuum of care. Is that right? Yes. All right. At uh, Seacoast Public Health Network, we're talking about resiliency, people's innate ability to bounce back. Sometimes you need a little help. So that's why we have people like these three uh, in studio here today, and they will give you uh, all the help you could possibly need. And Maria, why don't we talk about the impact of stress on people? A lot of a lot of people uh, have uh, you know pressures in their their work and their life and paying the bills and all that, and that has certainly uh, an, an impact on your overall well-being. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the important tools that we teach is to recognize your early warning signs. And I think that a lot of people, and I'm gonna use myself as an example, that sometimes I like to bulldoze through things and I take on a lot of work sometimes and I don't slow down. These are things that you fail to remember when you're in the middle of a kind of a storm, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. So, and any, a lot of people fall under this. So it's not something unusual. And, but the good thing is I've learned how to redirect some of the things that I'm, I'm having problems with or some frustration with. So, um, and learning the stress cycle was one of the most revealing things that I learned a lot about. It's, um, you know, stress is a part of life. It, it drives us. It makes us do things that we're supposed to be doing. Um, it motivates us. Uh, we get things done. So there's a lot of positive things with the stress cycle. But then there's the other side of it that, you know, we get caught up in stuff and then we get too, ma too many things piled up. And um, if you don't talk to people and release some of this tension, it just builds up and builds up where it can really have some ill effects on people's health. Um, and uh, so I think that's one of the things that I could recommend for people is don't harbor all of that tension inside. Talk it out. And that 99% of the time, that's what people need is just to get with somebody and talk to them if you can. And uh, you feel so much better after you do that. I mean, it sounds really simple, but it is it works. Sure. Uh, well, so what are some of the uh, early warning signs that you are? Uh, suffering from a good deal of stress. Yeah, that's a good question. Early warning signs would be, you know, you lose your temper, you get irritable with people. Uh, of course, this never happened to me, but anyways. No, no. Uh, no. Um, no nor I. It's, so, uh, uh, it's or a, any of us it, here. Yeah, uh -huh. it, it's, uh, it's just these, um, you know, you get stress headaches, you're not taking care of your body, you're, you know, do, maybe using food or or drinking too much or there's a whole host of things that people can do to escape so they're going to go to their go-to which sometimes is not the healthiest right. thing to do so we try to redirect it's okay to do some of that stuff some of the time not all the time but also you know you can look at other interventions that might help and be healthier for you so that's what we try to do is get people to and i don't tell them what to do i, I say come up with your own stuff and you know and you empower yourself so you can feel like you, you can uh, redirect some of that stuff in, in a positive way. And, and I would have to think, and uh, Jody and, and Natanga, you can weigh in on this as well, that mm -hmm. you know, stress certainly uh, creates much of our drug and alcohol dependency in, in, in this society. Yeah, it's definitely a big factor. Because people, if you don't have the, the skills like Maria was talking about, if you don't know how to handle um, 
your your emotions and your stressors mm-hmm. and you aren't comfortable talking to somebody, if you use a substance, whatever your substance of choice is or a drink, yep. then then it'll make you feel better. And then your body becomes in that cycle. You say, oh, I have this stress. I drink this alcohol. My feelings are better and mm-hmm. back to normal. Then the cycle continues. And how do we work to help each other break that cycle is really important. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, I think one thing to also kind of, you know, point it out that is also important is that, you know, stress can also be physical. It doesn't have to be, you know, emotional always. And that uh, this is where, you know, uh, Maria's training is actually, you know, very useful, you know, especially for, uh, you know, the younger generation. So just being able to develop, you know, the skills that you actually need, you know, to, uh, to manage the stress, mm-hmm. because it is, you know, it's very important. And, you know, for a lot of young people, they, they don't really know how to, you know, manage, uh, as Jody just mentioned, you know, this is what, you know, can sometimes lead to, you know, making, you know, the wrong decisions, right? You know, alcohol or, you know, doing something else mm-hmm. that may be, you know, harmful. Uh, but there's other skills, you know, other resources and uh, that can, you know, kind of help, you know, manage. And of course, you know, always, you know, seeking professional help. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the, the, the positive coping cycle? So the positive uh, coping cycle is, first of all, you identify your stress. You, you know you're under stress, and part of the greatest thing you can do is take a pause, stop, and then look at what you're doing. It, sometimes stress has a, an energy force that makes you go from zero to 100, and you didn't even know you did that. So it's stopping yourself, and the next step is really important. This is where a lot of people skip this step, is to evaluate the situation. So a lot of times you go from zero to 100 and you skip that middle evaluation part. And we're all guilty of this, uh, I'm sure. And um, so you stop, you pause, you evaluate what's going on, you you take a, you know, a few moments to really gather yourself. And then the last part of that is um, coping. So this is, okay, so you've, you've been learn we've been teaching some of these techniques along the way of how to cope. And it's a way of, saying to yourself, I love this phrase, wait a sec. So wait a sec is the coping cycle, the positive coping uh, cycle. It's stress, evaluate, and cope, and that equals to sec. So it's wait a sec. And so and all the youth, I've been drilling this through their heads. When you feel like you're going to lose it or something, just say, wait a sec. And so that's like a code word among Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. And I use it myself when I'm kind of, you know, a little, I don't know. A little lively than I should be. So, yeah. Wait a sec. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wait a yeah, sec. Yeah. Yeah. And something else that is also mm-hmm. you know very useful you know especially for the for the younger people is really to you know journal your feelings mm. right you know That's how do you feel great. okay and then you know can you engage in you know activities that are going to bring joy to yourself yeah. uh, you know these are all different strategies that can be helpful. Do you notice that there is more stress these days among younger people? I mean, uh, maybe even starting at the at the junior high level, that there is more stress than ever before on them to uh, whether it's excel in the classroom, excel in in sports or other activities, whatever they they may be. But it seems there is more pressure these days than there once was. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was actually doing a, you know, a quick research before, before this episode. Uh, this is according to this, the CDC. So 37% of, of all high school students you know, reported experienced poor mental health during COVID-19. Uh, 44% you know, reported that they also persistently you know, felt sad 
or hopeless, you know, during the past year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can see the impact, you know, of COVID among, you know, the younger adults, uh, you know, high school students. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, kind of going back to, you know, we, what we've mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, this is, you know, more needed now than ever before. Yeah. And, you know, developing those skills, you know, is really important. Yeah, absolutely so. And I think COVID certainly plays a, a, a large factor. I, I also think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I really think there are a lot of pressures uh, in the social media world. Yes. Oh, yeah. As absolutely. well. Yeah. Kids never unplug. Yeah. So when I was a kid, which was not long ago, mm -hmm. really, yeah. I'm still a big kid at heart. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? But, um, you know, we would go home from school and I would have that distance from my friends and from peers. You know, the internet was just kind of becoming a big thing when I was in early high school. And so I could go home and I had that break. And now we're actually seeing a lot of students that are having signs and symptoms of depression. We're seeing, mm -hmm. sadly, even in New Hampshire, students are dying by suicide at a very young mm -hmm. age mm -hmm. because of that constant stress and bullying and things that are happening mm -hmm. on the computer that or their phones you know everyone's got a phone in their pocket a yeah. tablet mm -hmm. there's some sort of connection and you know helping people learn the skills how to recognize that the stress is happening even being able to name it mm -hmm. and it, you're kind of taking some of the power away from it and saying okay i see you stress mm -hmm. kind of bringing it as an external out of your body thing and then naming it saying, okay, how do I deal with this? And giving people that toolkit of coping skills mm -hmm. to say, okay, this works for me, this doesn't work for me, but it maybe works for my friend Johnny yeah. down the street. Yeah. So that's yeah. really important. It's so true. It's not one size fits all by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Right. Yeah, not at all. And, uh, you know, being able to talk to people that you trust, you know, being able to open up, you know, this is, this is all very important. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And that's why you um, offer programs like this. Yes. Uh, because, uh, you know, stress, I, I think everyone has some stress from time to time to uh, certain degrees, some more than others. But uh, uh, that's why these programs that uh, you folks provide are, are so, so important. And we'll talk more about them as uh, we continue on Your Health, New Hampshire, all sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a show that uh, focuses on wellness and health education on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back. It is Your Health, New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a show that focuses on wellness and health education. And from the Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, we have uh, Jody Harper, the Associate Director. We have Natanga Jean Dedu. Jean Dudier. Jean Dudier. There you go. Perfect. Did I hit it that time? Perfect. Once uh, in every hundred tries, I get it. He is the uh, Program Coordinator. And uh, joining us today are special guests, Maria Reyes. Uh, Maria is the Continuum of Care uh, person at uh, Seacoast Public Health Network and uh, works in cooperation as well with Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. And glad to have you with us here today, Maria. Glad to be here. For your insight. And Jody, we'll, we'll go to you. In this uh, segment, we're going to lead off with uh, social drivers of health. 
Tell us exactly what that means. Yes. These are such a fascinating thing. um, And I get excited because I get to get my nerd on a little bit (laughs) when I talk about this. So a lot of times people, when we work in the social services sector, people, and actually the language more commonly has been known in the past as social determinants of health, but there's been a national push to try to talk about, you, you know, thinking about our language and using words like social drivers of health. Because when we think about what drives our ability to be healthy, kind of a positive connotation, kind of it, it gives us a chance, a sense of us being in control when we're driving our health and talking about social determinants, that leaves us to think that it's more fixed and it's something that we can't maybe change or, or have impact on. So the research over the years has told us that where we play, work, stay, and pray really has a significant impact on our ability to be healthy. We mentioned, um, I think earlier in the episode, I had mentioned that our um, 80% of our ability to be healthy actually is what's happening outside of the walls of the exam room at your doctor's office. So mm-hmm. really kind of fascinating when we think about that. That health is comprised of so much more than just your blood pressure and your cholesterol and all these other kind of um, factors that are happening in your body. And so when we think about public health and health in general, things like stress and our ability to manage stress plays a big impact on our health. And that's why the Public Health Network and the work that Maria does is a really important component of AHEC and how we get the word out to be aware of your stressors. You know, we got to hold on a sec. What is that stress? What's that evaluation? And what's the coping skills that we have to deal with that stress? So what is the best way, Maria, to uh, you know understand that stress and also release that uh, stress and tension that uh, you know affects all of us in in different ways but that's a great question and so we're one of the things that i look at what is culture's role in stress i think that's really important because um if you look at there's a great powerpoint that i saw this slide and it was this slide that had all kinds of different things that people were misusing and overusing and for example it was the alcohol they had a you know cocktail there and then food high carbohydrates those are fine uh, if you don't do it all the time but when you excessively use it can it harm your body um, excessive watching TV and uh, I tell you what it, the other culprit is is your phone and I am guilty of this. Mm-hmm. At 64 yep. years old, I was addicted to my phone, <laughs> which is terrible. It happens. Yeah. So it happens. Uh, it's a very seductive instrument. And, um, you know, we have to uh, tell people, especially young people, that this can be affecting your brain because of the light and the compulsivity that a phone can have, especially the powerful iPhones. I think... Um, and, and looking at smoking, cigarettes, that's another thing that was on the rise with young people and young adults, work stress, uh, school stress, all of that, and then alcohol and drugs. These are a lot of the different things that can be a negative impact on people. And so it's important to understand, to know your early warning signs. I, I always go over this. Mm. It's like, don't wait till it's too late, to, till, the, till you get to the point where, you know, you're depressed, you're anxious, uh, you're having you know horrible relationships with your friends, your family. S- things start to go downhill when you when you have those late warning signs. So that's something that's really important. And um, let's see. Uh, and I I look at your lifestyle. This is really important. Look at your lifestyle and see 
what you're doing is your lifestyle you know gone wild is it uh, a healthy lifestyle where you go on walks you go into the woods you're doing po- positive things for your health and also uh, the res- your response style is really important do you go off like a rocket when somebody talks to you um do you in- withdraw and then you kind of isolate yourself so these are all common things to look out for especially if you're a parent or an adult and you have children this is really important keep your eye on that yeah, Natanga. What about you? I mean, you—you you seem to be—you know—you're you're a young guy, but uh, there's still uh, stress, I'm sure, in in your life. But you always seem cool, calm, uh, collected, even when I mispronounce your name. And uh, and and so, how do how do you handle the the stresses in in your life? Do you have a, a secret to that, or uh, or tell us about it? Yeah. Well, there the, there's no, there's really not a secret because. Uh, is I wouldn't call it secret, but this is uh you know this is something that you know you as an individual you actually do you know on a daily basis that you know brings you know joy to yourself. So you know for me personally, you know whenever I start to you know recognize that my body's not feeling well, uh, you know whenever I do go to the gym, uh, my body tends to do you know much better and I tend to feel better. So you know gym going to the gym that's one of my escape. Uh, you know that's one ways yeah. that I'm able to cope. Uh, playing soccer, I'm a, I'm a huge, you know, soccer fan. I play soccer, you know, almost, you know, every chance I get. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that I'm able to, you know, release stress. You know, when personally, when I, you know, when I do play soccer, you know, it brings joy to my life, and uh, you know, I'm able to be free and just, you know, feel so good. And uh, you know, other things is, you know, going out for a jog. So whenever, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm kind of, you know, stress or something is not right, you know, I go outside, you know do a couple miles and uh you know i tend to do much better so there's different ways you know for people to you know deal with stress Mm -hmm. and uh you know as individual you have to find you know exactly what that you know one thing or two things or you know three things are that are going to bring you know some type of you know uplifting you know happiness you know something that's going to make you feel good you know it, it always seems in many cases to come back to exercise Oh, yeah. And activity uh, of some mm-hmm. kind uh, to to fight stress or whatever whatever you know could be coming up in in your life. I mean, uh, if you get outside, just take a, a vigorous walk mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it is you do. But it seems like physical activity is a is a big remedy to uh, some of these stresses. Oh yeah, absolutely. Physical activity, walking, it increases your endorphins in your brain. Those are the feel good chemicals in in your body. And um, everybody has a go-to. You know, I love being in the woods, walking. Yeah. I like to yeah. fish, um, fly fishing particularly. And so have a hobby. Have a, you know, something that you really get into to escape from everyday life and the stressors of, of life. I think that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, are there tricks of the trade that you can kind of uh, sway teenagers uh, away from their phones? Because it is very addictive. Are there are there any uh, any tricks? And, and it, you know, it's not only teenagers. It's oh, people yeah. in their 40s, 50s, <laughs> 60s, 70s. You know, it's not just teenagers. But what, what can you pass along that might the people get uh, out of the realm of their phones for a little while anyway? I think that's, a you know, another question of, you know, 
like I work with some of the youth serving organizations and nobody can use their phone. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, like a rule there, but they are filled with all kinds of activities. Mm-hmm. You should see this place. It's humming all the time. People are playing, you know, volleyball and yeah. basketball. So they're always moving They're You know, that moves your your good field chemicals for these kids, just like the adults. So I think that's something that, you know, kids enjoy being with other kids sure. and playing hard and doing some really fun things. And they offer an array of things. A lot of these youth-serving organizations are like magic. And yeah. it's really important to have those in your community yeah. because that's their salvation. Some of these kids are isolated. They don't have that camaraderie with other people. And so when they're around a lot of kids, and, and they, they the people who run these places, they're very good at picking out, hey, this kid's been isolating. Mm-hmm. Let's get him involved. So, and Natanga works with a lot of youth too. So yeah. Any tip uh, you can maybe share with that on what I said? Um, I think you kind of you know touched <laughs> yeah. on you know a lot of basically you know not to repeat you know after yourself, but you know some of the suggestions that I you know definitely kind of you know throw out there is that you know too much of everything is really not good, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And whenever you're finding yourself you know spending I don't know eight or twenty hours you know on your phone, mm-hmm. yeah. you know maybe what you need to do is you know evaluate, mm-hmm. right? You want to make sure that, yes, you know, you continue using your phone, but you make sure that you're not, you know, doing, you know, too much mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's ways to think about how you use your phone as a tool for dealing with mm-hmm. stress, too. Mm-hmm. Um, in my other life, I work doing a little bit of therapy with folks because I'm a social worker. And there are all sorts of apps out there that are mm. really great that I've found some great success with young adults that use, you know, I'm a pen and paper girl. I love to have my sparkly pens and, you know, life is hard, so I make it harder. If, yeah. if colored <laughs> pens bring me joy, then I'm going to write in color purple sparkly pens. Yeah. Um, but there's apps where you can journal on the app and it'll kind of guide you through some prompts to say, oh, how are you feeling today? Give you some examples of what are some coping skills that you can utilize. Mm-hmm. So phones, you know, how do we encourage them to use them in a good, healthy way? Yeah. There you go. There's right. healthy ways to use phones, That's folks. That's right. Really? <laughs> really. Jody will tell you all about it. And uh, this is Your Health New Hampshire. We're sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. It's a show that focuses on wellness and health education. And we have some great folks uh, in the studio today. Maria Jody Natanga, and we thank you very much for listening. And we're coming back right after these words Your Health, New Hampshire, right here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. We welcome you back to Your Health, New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a show that focuses on wellness and health education with us in studio. Uh, Jody Harper, Associate Director at Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, along with Natanga Jean Dedieu. Jean Dedieu. Jean Dedieu. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm trying. Almost. I'm trying. Almost. trying. Almost. He is the program coordinator. And Maria Reyes. A little easier to say. Reyes. Give Very roll good. The R a little That's bit. right. The, uh, she is the uh, continuum of care. Seacoast Public Health Network. That's a that's a large responsibility to have. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, and uh, Jody's with us. Jody Harper, the associate director, as we mentioned, yes. and uh, we're talking about resiliency. So, what are some of the ways that you can uplift yourself and be resilient? Uh, you know, get away from the stress and 
and clear out that stress at least for a little while in your life. Uh, what are some of the uplifting things that, uh, that we can do? Well, I think it's important to refocus. So look around you and, um, and, and pick some things that really give you an uplift. It could be a setting. Like, I love the beach. So go to the water. And if it's summertime, I'd love to get in there. There's something magical about water that really helps to reduce my stress. So that's one of my go-tos. And, of course, a fly rod in my hand is yeah. just heaven. So there you <laughs> that's go. my other one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat the uh, fly rod fishing. That, that, that would release uh, the stress, It really stress, does, right? yeah. yeah. That is terrific. Or going to the beach uh, in, in general. What are, others, are some of the other things that uh, will help us you know, kind of uh, become resilient, bounce back from some of our doldrums. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that I actually well, kind of wanted to add on to, I think what Maria, you know, already talked about early on in, you know, the episode, you know, sometimes, you know, stress is really not a bad thing because, you know, think about, you know, the skills that you're going to get, you know, from it. So, you know, I can think, you know, whenever you have, you know, whenever you are dealing with, you know, a particular you know, a particular situation where, you know, you are stressing. I mean, think about, you know, the, the problem-solving aspect of that. You know, think about the skills that you're going to, you know, develop as you go through, you know, that process. So sometimes we can also look at, you know, the positive, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. from, you know, sh- stressing. And, uh, you know, those are great skills and, uh, you know, things that you're able to, you know, pick up from that particular situation. And, uh, you know, th- this is something that, can be viewed as positive instead of negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely so. Yeah, and really, I mean, when we think about what's going on in our body when we enter a stress cycle, our heart starts to beat faster, it becomes mm-hmm. harder to breathe. So really little tips and tricks for folks that, like a, a breathing exercise or some mm-hmm. mindfulness, um, you know, I, I use a lot personally and professionally, we call it box breathing, where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, and then you release your breath for four seconds. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, that kind of taking your mind out of the racing thoughts and focusing inward, focusing on your breath, really, I mean, it doesn't cost any money to do that. You don't have to have any special tools. And maybe it's raining cats and dogs and you can't get outside and go for a walk, which might be your go-to. So having some of those kind yeah. of easy things in your back pocket really can make a difference because stress, um, you know, it impacts our nervous system. I think I had mentioned a few episodes ago, I have diabetes diabetes myself. So I can see in real time, I check my sugar level when I'm stressed. I say, oh, wow, mm-hmm. my sugars are really going up there. And so how do I make sure to, in order to keep my well-being, that I bring myself back down from that heightened anxiety stress level and, and make sure that I can be calm, do some mindfulness, do some breathing, mm-hmm. get outside, you know, when I can journal, call a friend, Natanga, or even Maria and I, we go for walks mm-hmm. and we'll talk about life. And Natanga and I have had those great chats over the years too. Yeah, so that uh, that certainly helps. And for those people listening uh, today that may feel, uh, you know, stressed out and uh, know, know where to turn, uh, how do they get in touch? What are your recommendations? Uh, how, how can they, you know, uh, use your resources at, uh, at Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center? Well, I think uh, there's a lot of resources on our website. There's a lot of tools that people can use. Um, There's a lot of information on the Seacoast Public Health uh, Network Mm -hmm. on how to take care of yourselves. There's help for families, uh, parents. 
all kinds of assistance there. They just go right on the website, and they can uh, they can also contact us too if they're having an issue and they need some more uh, help, different resources. Uh, that's part of my job as a continuum of care uh, facilitator is to really look at the resources and identify anything new coming in. That's really important. Uh, and people need, you know, um, different types of resources. So we try to be very diverse in what, what is needed in the, in the area. And the other thing is when it comes to Uplist, there's four important things that I think help people. Number one is to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that There's nothing more powerful than hope. And sometimes it's hard to get there. But if you you fake it till you make it, so you you know you I do that sometimes if I'm you know in a down in the dumps, I think oh here's what I have something to be grateful for. Gratitude is also very powerful because there's so many things that I'm grateful for, and I think a lot of other people too. It's important to be optimistic even when you feel like you don't want to be optimistic. I think just a there's lots of things if you start looking and and stand still and look at what am I optimistic about usually I can count with 10 things almost immediately. Mm. And um and there's other things uh be effective, be resilient. Uh it gives you power uh when you even if you fake it till you make it. It's like <laughs> I can do this. I feel like you know, um, being resilient, like we've already talked about, we can bounce back. It's not just bouncing back, but we can thrive. So the ultimate goal here is to let us take a moment, like uh, deep breathing, get ourselves centered, and let's think about how are we going to thrive. Because thriving is another dimension that is so incredibly important, and it makes you feel super good. And, and I think it's important, too, that uh, you always have something perhaps to look forward to, you know, in your life, to help you get through some difficult situations. But say, oh, geez, in a a few days I'm going to go to this ball game or this show or whatever it might be that it excites you. Uh, And it's important to have something to look forward to in your life. You hit the nail right on the head, something to look forward to. That's my go-to because I always have something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. We can't be ashamed to talk about it. Have that accountability, buddy. You know, recognize that if you're not feeling okay, there's a good chance somebody else isn't feeling okay in your world as well. That's and right. so if we're open about it and realizing that we're not the only ones that feel that way, that really can help us and the people around us. Yes. And we're all all in this together, That's right? That's right. Yeah. We are. Yes. <laughs> and uh, everybody uh, experiences stress yeah. from time to time. To a certain degree, some people uh, more stressful and uh, stressful jobs than others, and uh, a lot of job stress, family stress, paying the bills. There's mm-hmm. so many ways that people can get uh, stressed out these days. That's right. But there are ways to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, we've explored some of them today uh, here on the show. Anything uh, any of you would like to add before we have to uh, head down the home stretch here? Yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing that I would like to add is, uh, you know, certain things sometimes are you know, outside of your control, like you can, you know, really control them and just know that, you know, it is okay, you know, even if you can control a certain situation, but what you can do is, you know, try to, uh, you know, get the skills uh, and uh, learn how to manage, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, there's certain things in life that you just, you know, can't control them. But if you can, you know, get the tools and skills and be able to manage them, then that, you know, that makes your life a little bit more easier mm-hmm. and you're able to do, you know, things that you enjoy to do. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Jody, could you uh, give us the uh, contact information for AHEC? Yes, yes. So our website, which you can find on our show page, is 
S-N-H-A-H-E-C.org. And we also, it's really easy to get to Maria's information on the Seacoast Public Health Network. Their website is seacoastpublichealth.org, correct? Mm-hmm. So Outstanding. Very good. Well, we, we're going to have, as we usually do, a little rapid-fire round here wow. to, uh, to end the program. <laughs> and uh, Natanga? Uh, what what is your favorite way to exercise? I think you you touched on this a little bit earlier in the show, but repeat it for those who are just tuning in. Yeah, well, my one of my favorite ways for me to exercise, uh, you know, I do enjoy going to the gym, and uh, you know, soccer is another way for me, you know, to exercise. And since we do have you know a resilience you know a resilience topic today, uh, one of my favorite way to you know release stress is really to again you know go into the gym, but I also do enjoy doing yoga. You know, uh-huh. yoga is one of you know is one of those exercises that that gets gets me in the right place. Very good, Jody. Yeah. I love doing kettlebell classes at my gym. I've never felt stronger in my life than when I'm throwing around a kettlebell. You love that <laughs> kettlebell, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Maria? I uh, really enjoy walking in the woods. That's one of my greatest stress relievers, I think. And the next next question is, uh, what's the place that makes you happy? So uh, you you mentioned the woods, you mentioned the beach. So yeah, yeah, mountains, yeah. hiking, yeah. anything outdoor, I'm in. Yeah, and Jody. Yeah, my happy place is the beach back home on Lake Michigan. Ah. That's my thing. I'm always looking forward to. When's my next trip home to go see mom and dad so I can go sit at my favorite beach? Oh, now there you go. And you know, people don't necessarily think of Michigan with great beaches, yeah. but that's not true, is it? Yep, we've got some beautiful freshwater white sandy beaches in yeah. Michigan. And Natanga, what what kind of a place makes you happy? Yeah, well, I I love traveling, but if I have to be very specific, you know, anywhere in the soccer field, you know, that's one of my happy places. Yep, soccer. It always comes back to the soccer. Comes back. I, I said on one one program on the station recently that, that pickleball is oh, going to yeah. be the salvation, yes. our next one. the salvation of our society. I think so. Yeah. I, love that. I mean, because there's so much to it. I mean, there's the yep. you know the yeah. the friends that you make, yeah. the exercise that you get. I mean, there's so many positives about pickleball, oh, and right. so Absolutely. many people are involved in, yeah. in pickleball it's these days. It's easily accessible of yeah. all sports that ages. anybody can play. Yep. Yep. yep, there you go. And anybody can listen to this radio show on WKXL and get some uh, great advice yes. with uh, our, our great friends from uh, the uh, New Hampshire uh, Area Health Education Center, Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, on Your Health New Hampshire. And thanks to Maria Reyes today. Maria Reyes. <laughs> when I was doing public address announcing, if anytime that name came up, I always rolled the R. Love it. She is the uh, continuum of care facilitator at Seacoast uh, Public Health Network. And, of course, from uh, AHEC, we have uh, Jody Hopper and Natanga Jean Doudier. I, I let him handle it that time because he handles it best. So we thank you all very much for listening. Thanks to uh, Catherine Martinez for her outstanding work on the board today, as always. And thanks to you for listening to Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL and around the world at nhtalkradio.com.